I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hour number two on the show. We will talk Pelican schedule release. It was released earlier today. Second half of the hour with Jim Eichenhofer. I had a conversation with Bobby Aber after practice today. We will play that for you in just a little bit also. I want to remind you that today's Saints training camp cuts, interviews, and sound is brought to you by on the sound banking of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Also, today's player of the day, it's Taysom Hill. Who's going places? Taysom Hill, brought to you by Toyota Tealers. Let's go places. We'll get some weird NFL news in just a little bit. Antonio Brown helmet fiasco, which is just absurd. This Ezekiel Elliott holdout when he stands next to Dak Prescott and his his quarterback, who is underpaid by about three or four times as much as he is, I think it makes it even more absurd, his holdout. We'll get to that in just a second. But more Saints talk here. First, though, let's go to the phone lines. Emil on line one. Emil, what's going on, bud? Hey, Seth. Hey, man. What's what's I'm up? I'm kind of flabbergasted by, look, news talk, sports radio. The beauty is everybody can be a contender and give their opinion. <laughs> but I'm kind of flabbergasted tonight listening to people just rip the Saints for, like, uh, idiosyncrasies. And it's the first preseason game of which probably, I don't know the statistics, 35 40% of the players that spent a lot of time in the field. Something like that. On the team yeah. on opening day. And, but, and when you look at, I want to get to the point of just where we are, 26 and eight over the last two years, 70 plus percent win ratio. How many franchise fans would give their heart and soul to Satan to have that kind of a record? <laughs> and we're just wrecking our team in the first preseason game. I don't get it. Yeah, what what what, what set you off? What what made you call in? Was it the the defense? The the uh, the defense about the oh, secondary? The, the, what what, what was it? Defensive end and this player and that player and we gave the it, it was just the overall negative Nelly <laughs> about where we are. And you know what? I, I, I don't care if we go in four in, in preseason because again, we're just practicing to be better. And we've got some great players that we may have the best roster we've had in the last 10 years. And I just kind of freak out when I hear people just ripping them because of their, um, because they lost a preseason game to the Vikings. You know, who the Vikings started a quarterback. You're not many people. Quarterback. Would. Right. <laughs> and I started quarterback. You didn't see that. Did he have shoulder pads on? I don't know. Probably not. It probably took him <laughs> off, you know, after a couple of series when he went to the sideline, right? Yeah, yeah. No, Emil, and that's where we try to balance it. Like, I, I try not to on this program. You know this. Emil's part of our sales staff here, and we have lots of conversations about this. I try not to just, uh, you know, stay completely inside the bubble and stay blind to anything that we might not notice because of those black and gold glasses or purple and gold glasses for covering LSU, but – 
You're right, right? We're, we're talking about stuff in, in a preseason game on, what, August 9th. It's not really going to matter at all, right, <laughs> next month. No, no. I, again, the, 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 so many of these players that spent a lot of time on the field, you know, on, on the other night, aren't even going to be – they'll make other teams' rosters mm-hmm. but may not be in ours. And how cool is that? I love to see our cuts make other teams. You know what that means? We're at the top echelon. Abundance of talent. There's no doubt about that. Emil, I'm glad glad to hear your voice tonight, man. Uh, Always good to hear you, Seth. Great job, man. Thanks. All right. There he goes. Emil, call anytime, my friend. I always enjoy the chats. Speaking of chats, I had one with Bobby Aber after today's practice. Emil, plug your ears because there is a little bit of, I'm not going to call it negativity. I'm going to call it pragmatism and objectivity here. With Bobby Bear and myself. That's Bobby Bear and myself. You can find that full video on our Facebook page, WWL Radio Facebook page. Good chat. And, yes, the Saints off to play the Los Angeles Chargers this week, but off to joint practices before that. Flight will leave here. Plane all fueled up or will be Wednesday sometime, and then they're out of there. I know Steve Geller, Zach Street, Deuce McAllister will be out there giving us day by day, really hour by hour updates. Phone lines are open for you. you want to talk some Saints with us? Give me a holler. 504 260 1870. Text line is open as well. 870 870 there. More to come, including Antonio Brown's helmet gate on the last lap right here on WWL. We'll get to some of the weird NFL news in a second. couple of texts coming in at 870 870. What do you think about Ozigbo? I think he's going to be the next boom to go with Kamara Zoom. Well, Divino Zigbo just has not showed out in training camp. I've been a little disappointed. In fact, pre-training camp, I put out a list of, what, five players or so that could surprise and make this roster. He was one of them. I'm not sure I'd have him on that list right now. I'd probably have Dwayne Washington making the team, Ozigbo, to the practice squad. I think he'd clear waivers and land there. So he'd stay around in New Orleans. Still a long time to go, though. Text from the 225, Taysom coming along, needs to find second and third receivers sooner, needs quarterback game time like Teddy. I would like Taysom to get a little more um, game time this preseason, and guess what? My wish is going to be granted because he is. He's going to get a lot of playing time in this preseason. Outside of the Saints, if we step back, boys have been wild and crazy across the NFL. Do you hear this this weekend? I think, what is it, Friday? Thursday or Friday is when it broke? that Al, I think it was actually Friday morning before the Saints game, early afternoon, that new Raiders receiver Antonio Brown was threatening to retire because his helmet was no longer allowed by the NFL due to safety concerns. So Antonio Brown, who got $60 million, $30 million guaranteed from Oakland, is threatening to take his ball and go home, very literally. It was just absurd. Steve Court and I talked a lot about it on Fans First Take. The height of absurdity, like one of my very good friends would say. Well, Antonio Brown filed a grievance with the NFL, and guess what? His grievance was denied. That according to multiple reports today. And then Brown, after those reports, he has confirmed saying that he disagrees with the ruling, but that he'll be back with his team. So one of the most ridiculous off-season storylines this season really in recent memory that one of the star receivers who just got a 60 million dollar contract was going to retire because the nfl said well your helmet's not safe anymore find a new one come on remember drew Brees 
He wasn't allowed to wear his old helmet. He had to transition to a new one. Seemed to go pretty well to me. It's another reason that Antonio Brown seems like a big-time risk to bring into any locker room. And this comes after this frostbite feet thing that's happened to him. Had cryotherapy. Apparently didn't go well. Frostbit his feet. I think both feet. So he's not able to practice right now. I always wondered, hey, was this just some kind of front saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this so that it kind of obscures the fact that I caused my own injury in that cryotherapy tank. Yeah, Antonio Brown, the craziest person in the world <laughs> the past couple of days. Here's Raiders coach John Gruden on Antonio Brown. Yeah, it's John Gruden courtesy of Westwood One. Can you imagine Michael Thomas in New Orleans doing that with the Saints? I mean, it'd be crazy. Uh, Drew Brees doing that? I mean, if Drew Brees threatened to retire, I just wonder. Drew's beloved like no athlete has been before. Probably no athlete will be after him here in New Orleans. I think the fans would rally around Drew Brees if he said, nah, I'm going to retire. Maybe now because he's that age, but if he was in the middle of his prime, early 30s, I don't know. I don't know. The other crazy soap opera that's playing out like it is every year is in the Dallas Cowboys training camp in front office. This one's a little more intriguing than others because you have your star running back, Ezekiel Elliott, who has two years left on his rookie deal, one year plus the team option. We know now he's holding out. Yes, he's underpaid. He's underpaid market value. You could say about 7 to $10 million a year, maybe less than that considering the way the running back position is being devalued. Probably more like 5 to $8 million a year. One of the best, if not the best, running backs in the league. I get it. Here's why it's silly to me. He's playing next to a quarterback that hasn't even made a million dollars in one season during his three years in the league. Dak Prescott. That's going to change this year because of incentives and escalators. He's going to make a little over $2 million a year. But the going rate... For an average starting quarterback in the NFL is over $20 million. Well over now $20 million, probably closer to 30. Dak Prescott is underpaid by anywhere from $25 to $30 million a year and has been. And Ezekiel Elliott's holding out and his quarterback, oh, who, by the way, is in the last year of his contract, is not? It's nuts. Now, it was reported earlier today that Dak Prescott turned down $30 million a year from the Cowboys, wanted $40 million, but I've said all day long, who does that leak benefit? That leak certainly didn't come from Dak Prescott. That came from the Cowboys' front office to try to rally the PR train and Cowboys fans against Dak. Dak's not worth 40 Dak knows that. So does his agent. This is a Cowboys power play in the front office. From a Saints perspective, from outside the bubble there in Dallas, this is really fascinating to watch play out. We're going to take a break. We're back talking Pelican schedule release. Yeah, it was released earlier today. Two months to game time. We got a story right now, WWL.com. Amos Morale III has it. New Orleans Pelicans and the NBA released their 2019-2020 schedule. The season opener. Boy, how many times have we heard this recently with the Pelicans? Yeah, it's going to be against the champs. Seen that a couple of straight years against the Warriors. Well, I guess make it three straight years that they're going to play the champs early and make it this one the season opener. Because they're going to be in Toronto taking on the Raptors on October 22nd. 
That's coming up just a couple of months away. Pelicans will also be featured on national TV, a franchise record 30 times this season. We all know why that is. And his name is Zion Williamson. Let's bring in Jim Eichenhofer, NBA and Pelicans writer for the New Orleans Pelicans and Pelicans.com at Jim underscore Eichenhofer on Twitter. Follow him there. Jim, what's going on? Not much. How are you, Seth? Look, I'm good. I am. I'm great knowing that this season is only what two months away, Jim. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, in preseason, if you count that, I'm not sure who who does or who doesn't. But I mean, that's October seventh is the first game of that, so it's even even less than than two months from now that we'll get started and we'll see the players in in Pelicans uniform officially kind of for the first time yeah I want to hit a lot of things here Jim let's go back to the opener why is it that the Pelicans either in the opener or in that first week are taking on the champs and are just always front-loaded with this schedule I mean it seems like every year like you got to play these teams sometimes I get it but really the champs again (laughs) on the road again to open it up yeah that's a good question I don't know why I mean obviously this is a little bit different from what has happened in the recent past where for some reason, the league likes to pit the Pelicans against the Warriors a bunch at the end of October or the beginning of November. It seems like a lot of the season series against them, Golden State, during this run where they've been a title contender or won three of them in the last five years, the Pelicans always matched up against them. It always made it harder to get off to a good start because you're playing against the best team in the league so frequently. So I can't really explain why that is. Um, obviously, the Raptors are going to be a little bit different compared to the team that won the championship um, a couple months ago because Kawhi Leonard isn't there, but still a very tough opponent to start the season against. Yeah, uh, 30, it sold you 30 games, told our audience they're going to be featured on national TV. It's got to be pretty cool for this organization that really isn't mm-hmm. used to being featured a lot nationally. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge jump. I, I feel like I'm sure there's people out there that follow the team really closely over the years who have a good sense of how significant this is to have a franchise record with 30 total national TV appearances. And even if you take away the 10 that are on NBA TV, they still have 20 between ESPN, um, ABC, and TNT. So, but I mean, there's, there've been a lot of recent years where there's been, you've gone into the schedule release saying, or I have, I shouldn't speak for other people. And I've said, you know, if they get five or six national TV, I'd be pretty happy because they may, might've been coming off a season where they didn't make the playoffs that kind of thing. Um, There's been a few years where they had two or three national TV appearances, and you couldn't really complain that much because the previous season had been disappointing. But to to have 20 games between the the three networks that I said and 30 total, it's just incredible, and it just shows you how much um, excitement there is from across the league as well as the the TV networks themselves, obviously, to to see the Pelicans play. And it's 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 pretty incredible just to compare it to what we've seen a lot in the last bunch of years. Does that excitement translate to the building that you work in when you see this schedule come out 30 national television games Does it get the juices pumping inside that Pelicans building? I think so, but I think it's really just kind of another step in the process of the excitement that was already there. I mean, really going back to when the season ended and David Griffin was, announced as the new GM. I I feel like from the very beginning, the first time that he got behind the microphone and started talking about his vision for what he wanted to do and his plan that people were immediately excited because um, you could just see his, you could hear his enthusiasm and his optimism 
for things going forward. And then, I mean, probably don't need to list all of the stuff that's happened since then, but it just seems like there's been one thing after another. Obviously, that what happened on lottery night was in, was incredible. Um, so, I, but I think that this the schedule release was really um, just another another sign of of why people should be excited and why people are really pumped up for for this season. I mean, there's been there's just been so many things that have happened that have been great since the season ended it especially after how disappointing and frustrating last season was jim eichenhofer with us talking pelicans and Pelicans schedule release you can find that pelicans.com also on our site wwl.com jim what were some of the other highlights of the schedule that stood out to you well i think one of the things was um i think there's really a i really don't have a lot to complain about i think most of my takeaways from the initial glance at the schedule were positive um the league continues to do a good job of reducing the back-to-backs, so I feel like you're you're getting teams that are more rested. That they only have 12 back-to-backs to Pelicans this year, which is the fewest that they've ever had. Um, it's only it's slightly down from last year. I think was 13. It wasn't that long ago that every team had roughly 20 back-to-backs, so it's been quite a quite a change and quite a, a positive that the league has done with that. Um, Going back a little bit to the national TV stuff, um, more specifically, the New Orleans hasn't had a game on ABC, which is obviously the most prominent network of, that carries NBA games nationally. They haven't had a regular season game since 2009, and this year they have two. So, I mean, once again, another another symbol of just the, the um, confidence I think that the league has in that if you put Pelicans games on TV that a lot of people are going to tune in. And, of course, people are – extremely excited as you mentioned about zion williamson i've seen him play in the league for the first time yeah. so um other than that i mean it's just uh i think it's a pretty good schedule I, this is probably something that the fans don't need to be too concerned with other than there's a, a you know of course people think about the fatigue of the team a little bit but i think there's fewer stretches this year where you look at a week or two on the schedule and you're like man this is insane in terms of you know one game road trips where you're going back and forth we had a couple of those last year that, especially in late January, early February, that were kind of a little along the lines of or headed towards preposterous. I don't see really any stretches like that this year, so that's also a good thing. It's Jim Eichenhofer at Jim underscore Eichenhofer on Twitter. Expectations pretty high coming into the season. Maybe not for this actual year, not talking championship contention or anything, but sure. I don't think we've ever seen the hype surrounding this organization like this, Jim. I mean, everybody that I talk to cannot wait. And you talk about preseason. I don't think anybody can wait for that first preseason game, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the, the fans in Atlanta are kind of getting a, a, a treat that, unexpectedly I'm sure from their standpoint that the first Pelicans preseason game is going to be there but in terms of um, expectations to me I don't think I haven't really heard anyone specifically narrow it down to okay that you know they have to make the playoffs or it's disappointing or they have to do xyz to me I think the I think most fans are, um, are looking at the season like of course it would be incredible to make the playoffs and the team has done everything, as David Griffin has mentioned, to be competitive right now and not look at it like, oh, well, we're just going to build slowly and it, it can, if it takes a while, that's fine. But at the same time, I, I do think it's, it's refreshing in a way. You might agree with this as well, um, having, you know, cover, from the covering the team standpoint of not having the pressure of saying like, okay, well, they have to do this well or 
because you have to appease certain players or you have to do this or the or things are going to get really tight. I I do feel like of course everyone wants to win and do as well as possible, but some of that that um weight to me has been removed as far as I think if people see a lot of development improvement from us, the young guys and see some of these players and the first time they've ever maybe been in some of the bigger roles that some of these players are going to be in, I think at the end of the season people will be happy with that and who knows how that plays out in terms of wins and losses or making the playoffs. But um, I think a lot of that excitement is just people are, are really riveted to see what a lot of these younger guys that they're going to have in the starting lineup and on the court a lot and see how they fare. Jim, I cannot wait to talk the Pelicans all season long with you, my man. It's almost here. It's almost here. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait either. I mean, I have a little bit of downtime left, a little bit more vacation, but uh, I think when I come back from that, I'm, I'm, I'm already excited. I think someone put it really well when they said that uh, someone that I know that, that people were, were – were, it was about, about the most excited – the most people looked forward to a season ending last year with everything that happened – and this is probably the most excited people have been for a next season to start in a while. Maybe the, the entire time that I've been here with the team of, as far as just people, you can tell, I mean, how, how much the Pelicans are part of the conversation and how much people are really can't wait to see the ball tipped off, tipped up in, uh, in October. Yeah, boy, what what a difference a couple of months makes, a few months makes. Uh, Jim Eichenhofer, NBA and Pelicans writer, pelicans.com, at Jim underscore Eichenhofer on Twitter. Be sure you give him a follow, Pels fans. Jim, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon and enjoy those vacations. <laughs> no problem. Thanks a lot. All right, there he goes. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, back to the NFL, and we go inside NFL training camp around the league. Our tour of all 32 franchises continues. And fittingly today, we go to Los Angeles and check out the Chargers in front of the Saints heading to L.A. to hold joint practices and then a game with the Chargers later this week. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.